This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. The Revealing Truth and Ignite Your World Incorporated thanks Joey's Cafe for their underwriting support of this week's broadcast. Joey's Cafe is a family-owned and operated breakfast, lunch, and dinner experience specializing in affordable home-cooked meals. Joey's Cafe is located at 6650 South Highway 1, St. Lucie Square Plaza, a mile and a half north of Prima Vista Boulevard. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. You'd save yourself about 85% of the trouble we get ourselves into. If we just say, God, this is what I'm thinking, what do you think? But we don't, do we? We don't wait. God, this is, this is what I'm planning. What do you think? Okay, I'm going to try it until you say no. Next thing you know, you got a big bandage on your nose because you walked through a door you thought was open and it was really closed. Well, it looked like it was open. They cleaned the glass really good. You ever heard anybody walk into a door? We're at the Christmas party and John, my nephew, he ain't here this morning. I was sitting in the living room, man, and somebody shut the sliding glass door and I hear... Why in the world I come around here and John's out there going, somebody shut the door. (laughs) I told Kim not to clean it. You got to leave a few fingerprints on it. Otherwise somebody will get hurt. (laughs) God, what are your plans for my life? What are the things that you have in store for me? Hmm? God, what, what, what do you want me to do? Because if I keep doing it this way, I'm never going to fulfill what you've got purpose for me. If I keep making my own decisions based on my own logic, based on my own reasoning, and I'm not considering you in it, then I'm not going to make the right decisions. I mean, there's a way that seems right unto a man, but in the end, it leads to death. We do a lot of things that seem right, don't we? And they seem so right that we really think they're right. I know. I've done a lot of things I thought was right. Guess what? They weren't. They were wrong. Who knew? Not me. Only him. What a life lesson. I mean, that's a hard lesson to learn when you wake up in a jail cell. Hmm? Well, I sure didn't think this was part of my dream. Hey, Alpo, come here. Who are they calling Alpo? They're calling you, Alpo. You got arrested by the dog, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Hmm. The dream of my life was not to be nicknamed Alpo. Can I just tell you that today? I had way bigger dreams. They were ill-conceived dreams. They were wrong dreams. They were bad dreams. They were selfish dreams. But they sure didn't have anything to do with being called Alpo. How I many know God got in my life and He began to reshape my dream so that the potential that was on the inside of me that I was trying to drive in my life to a certain place in my life, He said, No, that's not where I'm taking you. I created you for this purpose. Let me take the dream that you have and reshape it into the dream that I have. And when you have a willingness to let me reshape that dream, then you can live the dream. Mm. 
Living that other dream will get you. Every time. You know, <laughs> one of the things that we tend to do is we just think sometimes when we got a call of God in our life that greatness just follows us around. You know? And we won't tell nobody because we want everybody to think we're humble too. You know? And we're so excited about what God's doing in our life, but we're going to keep it on the down low. So then we begin to walk around. And you'll see, you'll see people like this. They begin to walk around with an air. You know? Yes, I'm a great man of God. Well, who are you preaching to? Well, nobody right now, but... Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about? That's human nature. That's, the, the, people are like that. But it's because we're living the wrong dream. Come on, somebody help me this morning. Amen? But it's that journey, see? When we're occupied in that wrong dream, it's the journey where we've got to be willing to let God interrupt our lives. See, we're motivated by our passions. Every human being is. Every human being is motivated by their passion, by their dream, to achieve something in their life, to make their life have meaning, to make their life have purpose, to make their life, life carry weight. So what we do is we get focused on something that seems to fit our personality, something that we enjoy, whether it has to do with art or whether it's playing music or whether it's, it's racing cars or playing sports or if it's just sitting at home watching TV like I love to do. Whatever it is, your dream is. But God likes to get in the middle of that and he likes to reshape it so that all the potential that he's put on the inside of you begins to come up. And we see example of that time and time and time and time again throughout the Bible. Dreams. Are we really willing to let God shape our dreams? You know, all the great leaders of the Bible, their greatness wasn't guaranteed by God in most cases the future of their life, the, you know, the great accolades, the great praise wasn't guaranteed. I mean, some of the greatest people in the Bible died the most horrible deaths. Some of the greatest artists in the world lived in poverty their entire life. It wasn't until hundreds of years later that the art was priceless. Begging for bread on the side of the street while they painted. Come on, somebody know what I'm talking about, amen? Hmm? God never came to the great leaders of the Bible and said, make this adjustment in your life, and if you make this adjustment in your life, I'll make you great. They just lived through hell while God began to reshape their dream. He said, you make the adjustment. And on their way to being obedient, they discovered that God was with them. And that he was reshaping them from the inside out. And they understood that it wasn't them that was great, but it was the God that was in them that was great. You know what that did for them? That put them in a position of their life where they didn't really prioritize their own life. They prioritized God. Hmm? God never told Joseph, Joseph, have a dream, and that dream's going to be wonderful, and you're going to have an amazing journey, and wealth is going to be piled on you, and you're going to be the savior of your family, and everyone's just going to love you, Joseph, and Joseph, you're just so wonderful, and Joseph, we just think you're great, and, and everybody's just going to walk by and go, there's Joseph, the savior of the world, and there's Joseph, we love him so much. God never told Joseph it was going to be like that. Joseph just said, Joseph just had a dream. God said, here's a dream. He had the dream. Joseph didn't know what to do with it. He blabbed it a little bit early. How many know that his dream led him into a pit that led him to slavery? Hmm? His own, betrayed by his own brothers, thrown in a pit. 
and then sold into slavery. And then, and then he gets into Potiphar's house, and things are going really good with Potiphar, and he's got this great association with Potiphar, and Potiphar starts getting blessed because he knows Joseph. I mean, there's blessing by association. Hmm? And all of a sudden, Miss Potiphar comes in there, and she goes, Oh, Joseph, I like the way you look. And he said, Uh-uh, I don't want none of your lips and none of your hips. Back off, baby. And she said, uh-uh, I ain't having that. I'm having you. And he said, no, you're not. And she said, yes, I am. And she said, give it to me. And he said, no, 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 no. And she went to grab for him and he ran out the door and she pulled his garment off and he went running through the courtyard. And she did what? She screamed, rape! And Joseph, this dreamer, this promise of God, this, this, this destiny-driven man, all of a sudden finds himself in a jail cell that the ceiling is about this high and it's about four foot wide and he lived there for four and a half years in the wet, dank, dusty dirt. And we cry when the cable goes out. Hmm? Oh, the cable dropped out. God's reshaping my dream. No, no, no. Hello, Bob Tarbus again. We will get back to today's message with Pastor Jason in just a moment. But first, I want to take this opportunity to tell you about some exciting ways that you can support the Revealing Truth radio show. As many of you know, there are substantial costs to producing, editing, and airing a broadcast program. So in an effort to offset some of these costs, we are looking for radio partners that have a desire to see this program continue every day at 11.30 a.m. Our goal is to raise the monthly support needed to keep this message on the air. Maybe you can commit to $5 per month, maybe $20, or even $100 per month. You may just want to make a one-time gift for any amount. Or you may want to have underwriting spots on the program. I ask that you pray and seek the Lord for what you can do. If you hear the call from the Lord to partner with us, please contact Beverly Young at 772-461-8555. Again, please contact Beverly Young at 772-461-8555. Thank you so much for whatever you can do to keep us on the air. And now, let's get back to this timely message with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. Joseph didn't think that was the course of his life to realize his dream, but how many of you know, he lived his dream. Everything that God showed him came to pass. It just didn't come to pass the way he thought it would. God put a dream in him, but he had to walk through hell to get it. Come on, is anybody here this morning? Somebody help me, Amen. What about Gideon, scared to death, the weakest of his family, the weakest of his tribe, hiding out in a wine press, threshing wheat in the dark so the Midianites wouldn't see him because he was afraid of them. And God says, you're a mighty man of valor. And he goes, you got the wrong guy. You're talking to the wrong man. I'm the weakest kid in the weakest family of the weakest tribe. He said, no, you're a mighty man of valor. Go in the strength that you have. Notice what God said. Don't go in my strength. Go in the strength that you have. In other words, go with what you got, and I'll add to it. Go with the dream that you have, and I'll reshape it. Go with the potential that I put on you, but go in faith, and I'll develop it in you, and you will begin to realize and live the dream that I have called you to. Don't worry about what you don't have. Worry about what you got. See, some of us are sitting back going, well, I just, you know, when this gets right and this gets right and this happens, then I'll begin to live my dream. No, no, no. Go with what you got. Go in faith. What are you doing with what you got? 
We got too many people sitting around going, well, when my ship comes in. Hmm? Well, you're hanging out and you're sitting around at the airport. Ain't never coming in. Hmm? Well, that'll be a great day. God's called me to do this, and I'm not doing nothing until he does that. Get busy with what you got. And do it in faith. And along the way, God will begin to reshape your dream and mold it into the desire that he wants to put into your heart. And then you will begin to live the dream. But it starts with a willingness. We've got so many unwilling people in the church. Stubborn. Well, this is what I think it is and this is how it is. You'll never live the dream. Oh, Jesus, help us. Be faithful in the little. God will give you great. Hmm. I mean, if something or somebody has to arrest your heart before it can ever consume your life. If it doesn't take hold in your heart, it's not going to consume you. If the dream doesn't become real to you, listen, if your dream ain't getting you up, it ain't getting nobody else up. It's just some imaginary fantasy life that you've developed and you're holding out waiting on a fantasy that's never going to happen. Am I helping anybody today? Let me give you an example. Judah. Everybody say Judah. Do you know Judah means praise? Praise. That's what it means. I'm going to praise the Lord with all my heart. The praise of God should be on my lips at all the time. When you call somebody Judah, you're actually calling them praise. Everybody's name has a meaning. Everybody's name has a definition. My name is Jason. Jason means healer. So when you say Jason, you're saying, hey, healer. You're speaking part of the destiny of my name back into my life. Abraham, Abraham meant the father of many. Abraham meant the father of many nations. How I many you know oftentimes God changes people's names to match up with their destiny? Hmm? Judah means praise. How I many know there's another word that's the root word of Judah that's also a name, and it's just like Judah, and it means praise, but it has something else added to the word praise, and it's the name Judas. Hmm? Everybody say Judas. They come from the same root word. The only problem is, is that Judas is what the Bible in the Old Testament began to prophesy about, that there would be an element of people that would praise God with their lips, but their heart would be far from Him. See, there's real Judah praisers, and then there's Judas praisers. There's people that pray, both of them are praising with their lips, but only one of them's got their heart in it. You say, well, how do I know if I'm a Judas praiser? Well, if you come into church on Sunday morning during praise and worship and you can't even enter into the presence of God, you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. You need to do some serious evaluation. If you're sitting in here during praise and worship and you're going, I just can't enter in, there's something wrong in your heart. It ain't the band. It ain't the church. It's you. And until you take a hard look at yourself, you're going to remain a Judas praiser. Come on, somebody. I'm trying to give you some truth that will liberate you this morning. I want to go into 2012 with vision. I want to go into 2012 strong. I mean, Judas was a man that gave Jesus praise with his lips, but his heart was always running somewhere else. Hmm? His motive was never right. In his mouth, he praised Jesus. I'm walking around with Jesus. He's the Messiah. But in his heart, he was like, why are they wasting that perfume? What is Jesus thinking? What is Jesus doing? Who does Jesus think he is? 
And he had judgment in his heart. And though he praised Jesus with his lips, betrayal was being born in his heart. Hmm? Look, I don't want to pastor a church with Judas. I want to pastor Judas. Anybody in their right mind wants to go to church with Judah? Touch somebody and say, I'm glad I'm a Judah. I'm a glad I'm a Judah. Amen? I don't want to be a people that just draw near to God with their lips. But Monday through Friday, our heart's not even on God. That's not the kind of Christian I want to be. And I don't think it's the kind of Christian you want to be. I want to be the kind of Christian that says, all I ever need is Jesus. Not the kind that says, well, I need Jesus, but I'm keeping my heart for myself. I'm keeping my life for myself. I'm going to do what I want when I want, and Jesus can just always be right there with me. And if Jesus wants to come along for the ride, he can come along for the ride. If he don't, that's okay. I'll still confess Jesus. I was talking to a young man yesterday. I said, when are you going to get your heart right with Jesus? I'm right with Jesus. I said, well, why are you living the way you're living? Jesus understands me. I said, that's not the point. He understands everybody. He understands the devil. Hmm? It's not about what God understands. It's really about what you understand. Oh, Jesus, help us. Amen? Can I just help you today? I, I want to help somebody this morning. I want to say this very delicately. God is not sitting on his throne worried about if you're happy or not happy. Just kind of let that sink in. His objective is not based on whether you are happy or not. His objective is completely and totally based on whether you are obedient or not. See, happiness is the fruit of a, of a relationship that's desire-driven. Not a relationship that's legalistic or judgmental, but it's driven by a desire to be in the presence of God. That's what a Judah praiser is all about. So God's up on the throne looking at our obedience. I mean, sometimes your obedience falls short and sometimes it don't. I mean, don't we raise our children to be obedient? How many of you raised your kids to be obedient? I raised my son to be obedient. I taught him the principles of obedience. I taught him the value of obedience. I taught him that his life would be prosperous, that his life would be good, that his life would have blessing, that his life would have purpose, that his life would have destiny if he would do only one thing, practice obedience. Because in that, everything else is summed up. I mean, the discipline of life is taught through obedience. When there's disobedience, there's rebellion. When there's disobedience, there's failure. When there's disobedience, there's hurt. When there's disobedience, there's discouragement, depression, dissension, divorce. And one of the things that's happened in our generation is we've become a generation of people that is so consumed with comfort zones and being comfortable. My happiness, everything we do is about playing it safe. And, you know, I'm a Christian as long as God is dumping Mercedes Benzes on me and jewelry and money. And I'm playing it safe. But if God ever called me to go down to the middle of nowhere and live in a hut, I just don't know. Why would he do that? That's not the desire of my heart. Well, maybe it's not the desire of your heart because you haven't let God reshape your dream. Why do you think up to now in this country, Christianity has been going backwards instead of forward? While Christianity is the fastest growing religion on the face of the planet by two to one over Islam, over any other religion, it's exploding through Africa. Africa is the most Christian continent on the face of the planet today. Do you realize that? That this country is quickly becoming a minority of Christians? Think about that. 
And you got to ask yourself, why is that? Why have we just slid backwards into a place of complacency? Is it because we're saying, Jesus, I know all the right stuff to say. I know all the right stuff to do. I know when to show up and when to go. I've got this routine down of being a Christian, and I'm not really letting you shape the desire of my heart. I know when to shout. I know when to dance. I know when to stand. I know when to sit. I know when to come. I know when to go. But on Tuesday, when you speak to my heart and you say, stop, turn around, walk back into that restaurant, walk back up to that waitress that you just cheaped out on your tip, give her a bigger tip, and just ask her if there's anything that you can pray with her about. And you go, oh, no, that's not God. That's just my flesh. I'm feeling guilty because I didn't tip her good. Where's our willingness? See, that's the sickness that's been plaguing the culture of our church in this country. There's an unwillingness to really be conformed to what God has for us. We say, God, don't interrupt my life. God, I'm too busy. I'm occupied. But guess what? I believe that Truth Church and this next generation of people coming up are saying, God, interrupt me. I'll go. I'll do it. I'm on my way somewhere. I'm journeying to my destiny. I'm going to live the dream. Touch somebody and say, I'm going to live the dream. I want to experience everything that heaven has for me. Don't you? I want Jesus to encounter my life. How many of you want Jesus to encounter your life this morning? You know, a lot of us have seen people that have started the great call of God on their life and years of abuse by people that claim to love them tear them down and they get into the middle of some of the worst storms of their life and they just quit well we've seen that haven't we seen that and most of the time those people that quit it's because of one simple thing they've given God their lips but they haven't given him their heart They have a dream, but it's their dream. It's not his dream. Thank you for joining us today for the Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. We hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday at 1130 a.m. right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981, and ask for your free copy of The Love of the Father. To pay by phone or simply make a love gift, you can call 772-461-8555. That number again is 772-461-8555. For more exciting information on our church, service times, and directions, you can check us out on the web at igniteyourworld.com. This has been The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner, and I'm your host, Bob Tarvis. See you next time on The Revealing Truth. Women's Fellowship meets the first Saturday of every month for a wonderful time of fellowship, prayer, worship, and sharing. 
This interdenominational meeting is attended by ladies representing 30 different churches. Come join us for a wonderful breakfast every first Saturday of the month at 9 a.m. in the Truth Church Cafe located at 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. Again, located at 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. Please call ahead and RSVP at 772-464-7012. And that number again is 772-464-7012. Golden Rule Academy K-12 Private Christian School. As parents, you want to make the best choice to empower your child to succeed. At Golden Rule Academy, we have the same goal. Let us help you educate and inspire your children to dream big. We offer accelerated curriculum, reasonable class sizes, caring and involved instructors, as well as art, music, physical ed, tutoring, and extracurricular music lessons, and of course, sports programs, including high school football. Our mission is to build confidence and to teach a love for learning. Golden Rule Academy is now enrolling for the 2012-2013 school year. Space is limited and scholarships are available for qualifying students. You can reach our office at 772-464-1597. That number again is 772-464-1597. Have you been hurting from addiction? Past hurts, fear, insecurity? Maybe your marriage is falling apart or your kids seem distant. If any of this sounds familiar, then it's time to break free from the chains, pains, and stains of the past. 2 Corinthians 3.17 declares, Now the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Breakaway Recovery Group meets every Friday night at 7 p.m. in the Truth Church Cafe. Come out for a great worship experience sound teaching, small groups, and coffee. Don't you think it's time to be free from everything that's held you back? Truth Church is located at 3891 Edwards Road in Fort Pierce, 34981. For more information, please call 772-461-8555. Ignite Your World Ministries, Truth Church, and all its affiliate ministries thanks Destiny Network and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Network International exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Network International. For more information on joining the Destiny Network, go to www.destinynetwork.org.
I'm Robert Cook, pastor of Joy Faith Christian Center, encouraging you to join me each weekday morning, Monday through Fridays at 7 a.m. here on WCNO 89.9 FM for the Positive Change broadcast. Thank you. 